Well, good morning and welcome back to Big Fish Little Pod. Uh, it's certainly an interesting time as Amy and I get together for this. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that, but in a different way, hopefully, than, than what you've heard over the airways up until now. I want to start with, with God's command to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Because I believe the Sabbath was put in existence for our good. God worked hard for six days in the story and then took a day to rest. And I think he made resting holy in that we trying to say to us, you need time to just rest and let your body and your spirit and your relationships recharge. Now, most of us don't do that, right? If anything, a lot of us have crammed the Sabbath into one hour and we go to church. And how many of you stress out in the house trying to get to church or driving on the roads to get the church. Stress is a normal part of our lives. And God has instituted that holy rest as a time to say, you need this. Let your bodies, your spirits, your minds, your souls, your relationships, rest. I think not that the virus happened to provide this for us, but with everything that happens in our life, we have an opportunity to say, how do I want to respond to it? And most of us are getting to the point where we're getting forced into our houses with the people we love to, to not work and to, to be isolated. Um, we're being forced to rest. And many of us are stressing out about that for now. But what I've heard most recently, and maybe by the time this gets to air, um, they're saying we could be locked in our houses for two months. Now think about it, 60 days of being locked in your house to only do the essential things and to be there means that you get a whole year's worth of Sabbaths. You get 52 plus Sabbaths in the next couple months. So if you get locked in, by all means, be frustrated. Say, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know if I can be with my children for two months without a break. Where am I going to get my toilet paper? Um, 
You can say all those things, get that out, but then take a breath, which is the part, the first part of Sabbath. Take a couple of good deep breaths. Let your soul rest. Let your body rest. Let your mind rest. And then think about all those things that you've wanted to do and just never had the time. Think about the games that you've wanted to play with your children. Think about that one-on-one -on -one conversation that you've wanted to have with your spouse or your, your significant other and just the two of you never seem to get on the right schedule. Think about the book you've wanted to read. Think about those times that you've said to God, I wish I spent more time with you. I wish I knew what was in the Bible or the other holy scriptures that are available to you. Think about all the things that you said over the last year. I wish I had time to do this. Well, now you do. And it will be good for your spirit, your mind, your body. If you take the time to do them. Sounds pretty sappy, Amy. <laughs> but I think that if we would make that, if we would make a list of the 10 things I want to accomplish while I'm locked in for the coronavirus, we could end up with some really wonderful, life-changing things. Burst um, my bubble, Amy. Why that's my role here because in my life I'm like the optimistic like, <laughs> but in this dynamic I'm like the cynic we need Andrew around or on a Capri to help balance this out I I, I think you're right I think that I, I really like the idea of utilizing this time as a Sabbath I really like the idea that it's kind of a reset and that we all have the opportunity now to kind of look around us and um, reflect as you would on the Sabbath and that we have the extra time to connect with our spiritual practices. I really like the idea of like making a list of 10 things I want to do during the coronavirus lockdown. Um, I'm, I'm following on social media an American who happens to be in China at this time and he's on day 49 today. And he was saying, actually, the best thing that you can do is choose like a hobby or something you always wanted to learn or get into and go out now and buy all the supplies for it so that then you can like spend this time doing that. So I think that, that those kind of approaches are really good for mental health. Um, you know, I just want to put in a little side note that if you have inspiring ideas and somehow you're finding it difficult to actually get up off the couch and do those things that that's okay too <laughs> that the sabbath idea can look how it needs to look for you and that 
if the best thing that you can do during this time for your mental health is to get dressed in the morning and to eat regular meals and to take care of your body and to be as kind as you can to the people in your home, um, that it's okay that if we end up in this place for eight weeks, that at the end of eight weeks, all you come out of it with is a healthy body. Yeah. I also wonder, like, because this isn't, like, a um, choice, like, we didn't choose. I mean, some people can go on, like, 10-day silent retreats or things like that. Like, they make this choice. So because we didn't make the choice um, to do this, like, and that it is kind of put upon us, but that we are now being called to use it as an opportunity to connect more with God. Are there examples from the scriptures where that has happened? Where like a time of isolation or a time of patience or tolerance was put upon a people, but they used it in a productive way, spiritually? Sure. You mean like Paul and Silas being arrested and throwing it thrown in prison? Sure. I mean, you know more than me. <laughs> <laughs> Paul and Silas were out doing their Christian work, sharing the news about Jesus, but they were ordered not to do that. They did it anyway, and they were thrown in prison. Um, and in prison... I can think of a lot of reactions that people might have. They might be afraid and huddle in the corner just trying to protect themselves. They may be banging on the on the the bars and saying this is unfair. I want justice now. Um, but what Paul and Silas did was they held a service they began singing and praying. And, um, and there was a miracle that happened after that, which led to the jailer getting, giving his life to the Lord and, and his whole family and, and Paul and Silas being set free. But the real miracle was in that forced captive situation, they chose to be free instead. And they chose to sing. And they brought light to a dark place. You know, so that's one. Um, yeah. Jonah getting swallowed by the big fish is a story. You know, whether you believe it or not, um, the story is, is still teaches a lesson that he got swallowed up and had no other alternative but to sit there in the dark and think about what he had done and what God wanted and, and where God was calling him to, you know, um, I think of Jesus, and Jesus wasn't harsh all the time, not even most of the time. But people seem to hate this message where Jesus was really good at saying, 
don't worry. If if all you can learn in this coronavirus time is don't worry and how to wor not worry in a healthy way, that would be an amazing gift. People hate to be told not to worry. Right. If they're worried. You know, that's the last thing you need to say to somebody. And if there are some people in this world who are forced to stop and find out that the life that you and Janardin have chosen of simplicity and, and focusing on the relationships that are around you is the best way to live, what a great gift for them by just learning how to breathe and focusing on this moment and these people who are around me. It's a major challenge, but if people can learn that, they're gonna be better when they go back to their offices. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I, I don't know how to share it, you know, to say to people, you have a golden opportunity here that's been forced upon you. That is not what you have in mind of a good time at all. But if you can simply take, it may take up to 10 breaths to breathe in this moment and breathe out all the crap that you're thinking about. If you can learn to do that, you have no idea what God can do with you in the next 30 to 60 days. And by the end of it, you're going to say, oh, shoot, I've got to go back to work. Or maybe some of you will say, I'm changing my work. This isn't what I want to do. I think we have a huge opportunity. No, I really like that. And I think you're right. And I think, you know, I saw someone this weekend and he has two daughters. And I said, how is it going for you? Are you guys getting a little stir crazy? And he said, well, it's just been one weekend. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> So I also think we're at a unique point in this process i mean this might i mean the schools here are, are canceled till the end of the month so i mean it might be two weeks or it could be like what they're having in china seven weeks right we don't right. we don't know but even if right. it's only two weeks yeah i think we're at a unique time today where i think you're right like this could be the time to make a list of the things that work for you and come up with a routine now, you know, that works for you in your spiritual connection and start implementing that for the betterment of your spiritual and mental and physical health during this time. And I think what you're saying is true, potentially creating habits and patterns that could really work for you in the 
weeks and years to come. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really like yeah. that. I really appreciate the, the examples of, you know, Paul and you said Silas? Silas, yes. Okay, I didn't know Silas was there with him. Paul and Silas in the prison. And, you know, I mean, you and I, we were reading a lot of the letters of Paul now in our personal Bible study. And, you know, he wrote so much of that from prison, you know? Yeah. He wrote that right. during this dark time, you know? Right. And, and, and so how that is kind of someone who really helped others thousands of years later during this time that right. he could have just been like yeah. struggling in a corner. And then yeah. also the example of Jonah, which I think is a different one and is kind of more isolated and more of a personal relationship just between him and God in that time. But to see how, um, yeah, he also managed to get through. I don't know. I just like that idea that I'm kind of stuck here in the belly of a whale. And right. do, do I take the red pill or do I take the blue pill? You know, like, um, do I just keep scrolling on my phone or do I create some structure and some goals for myself that use this time to come closer to my God and my understanding yep. of self. Yep. You know, there's, there's people out there that have a book in them that may make a difference a thousand years from now. And if not a book, maybe a podcast, you know, maybe a blog, maybe a, you know, some way of sharing. And I think, um, I think it's also like that example of Paul, like, yeah, he was creating new content, but he wasn't, I mean, when he's writing, maybe he came like with a higher vision, but when he's writing the letters, he was just thinking of those people that he's helping. Right. Right. So, I've, there's, I've also seen a lot of that, you know, like, if yeah. maybe you don't feel like, oh, I'm not really that creative or actually I don't really have any ambitions. So then like maybe your list is more about like, who can I help? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that yeah. you create like the next like American novel. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and there's so many creative people out there and so many opportunities to reach out without touching people. It's like one of Andrew's games that he plays with his groups. You know, these are the rules. You have to help someone. You can't touch them. You can't be in proximity with them. Now go. You know, what do you, what can you come up with? I just I just think there's huge opportunities and huge challenges. <laughs> And I think that's a great combination of, of wonderful things. Or it's a great combination of wasting two months. Right. Yeah, and I think that's where I'm at. Like, it's been a weekend, and I haven't really utilized that time. And do I want to continue to let the time go in that same waiting way or do I want to take advantage of this opportunity and actively engage with this time right this week try your best to wake up in the morning and whether it's before you get out of bed or after you've done your morning stuff just take a half a minute to breathe 10 times to breathe in 
and say, I wonder what this world has to offer me today and to breathe out and say, I'm going to do it. I wonder what this world has to offer me today. I'm going to do it. And just practice that and see where it leads you. so much for listening to this episode of Big Fish Little Pod. We are having such a great time making this podcast and we're really appreciating all of the feedback and input that we get from you. Please comment on the podcast post on my dad's Facebook page or send us an email at bigfishlittlepod at gmail.com. Thanks. See you next time. Or after you answered the baby crying in the crib. Do babies still sleep in cribs? Some babies, yeah. Some babies, okay. Um,